Financial Literacy Month has come and gone. Coming up, Matt takes the hot seat for a pop quiz. Stay tuned. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Welcome to the show. The show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval, Matt Leibarger, with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Thank you for joining us. I want to tell you a little bit about Ben and Matt. Over 10 years' experience, they are fiduciaries, which means by law they have to have the best interest of their clients. Very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. All the things we talk about on the show each week are things that you, my friends, retirees and pre-retirees that are listening, these things are on your mind, and you have to have these issues solved before you can move into a transition into retirement. Retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection, and so much more. I'd like to welcome Ben and Matt in. How are we doing today, guys? Doing great, Gary. Hey, Gary, how's it going? We're doing good. All right, so uh, uh, Matt, this is all on you, man. We're going to see how you do here. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize this was, uh, you know, testing. <laughs> we we got them wired up like like a lie detector over there. All right, so the, the oh, 2023 gosh. EBRI Retirement Confidence Survey, or I'm going to call it the Non-Confidence Survey, was recently re- released. <laughs> the results are shocking, to say the least. So what we're going to do here is uh, Ben is going to ask Matt these questions, and we'll see how we do. There are three answers, and uh, we have the top percentage for the uh, three of them. And we're going to see which is number one, and then we'll talk about the other ones as well. So let's uh, take the first survey question. Over 1,000 working American adults were surveyed about retirement. We have three answers of those surveyed. The top concerns among those worried about their financial future and uh, I'll start the first question, and then, Ben, you can uh, do the rest directed toward Matt. So what, mm-hmm. what do we have? Well, if we're talking about the top concerns uh, that people are worried about for future, would having enough money. Well, what do you right? think, Matt? What do you think, that, Ben? <laughs> that's number one. Yeah, number one. So 68%. So it was over 1,000 people that were surveyed, right? 68% were worried about not having enough money to retire. Okay. Yeah, I hear that all the time. That, yeah. that and, if, and the fear of coming out of retirement. Right, having to go back into the workforce. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's those two. Well, it's a terrifying what, thing. It's something that people have seen. What 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 else at the list? So we have number two was keeping up with the cost of living, 56%. Mm-hmm. And then we had managing debt levels at 45%. Oh, yeah. And debt levels, of course, is a is a big concern. But inflation is something that wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even tickling the list hmm. up until a couple of years ago. Yeah. And when we have the issues with all of the, the market concerns, market turbulence and inflation skyrocketing, ends up becoming one of the the big issues. And honestly, it kind of goes hand in hand, not having enough money to retire, but also not having enough money to combat what inflation's doing while retired. Sure. I hear inflation all the time at this point. Well, and last year was one of the worst years for a retired person in general. You know, we had the market down, bond funds lost money, and inflation skyrocketed and eroded mm-hmm. principal. So it ended up becoming a, a, a big issue. Yeah. Yeah, do, you, do you guys see so that, that the uh, managing debt levels are a lot higher because people are putting more money on credit cards because of inflation and the other and the market turbulence? That seems really high to me because you guys preach all the time going to retirement as debt free as possible, right? Well, as as bad debt free as possible, right? right? So you don't right. want to carry credit card debt. Mortgages are fine. Yeah. You know, I've said this before. Tons of us are holding twenty twenty mortgage rate <laughs> interests into our into our retirement, and that's perfectly fine. But uh, yeah, managing debt levels has always been an issue. But that's one of the big bubbles that's been happening over the last couple of years is mm-hmm. consumer debt. Right. And so you need to make sure that you're covering that before you hit into retirement. 
Right. And by the way, it's employee now, the, benefits. I'm sorry, uh, Ben, Matt. It's Employee Benefit Research Institute. I always have to look that up, and I forgot to look it up before the show. But that's what that's what this survey from. That's what's mm. EBRI. All right, ready? Whenever right. you guys are ready, go for the second question. All right, so the next one was 587 working Americans who said they were not confident about their ability to live comfortably throughout retirement. So we have the top five answers or so on the board. But what were their top concerns? For for not being able to uh, to live comfortably? but. Yeah. Not confident about their ability to live comfortably throughout retirement. I mean, as as of right now, I'm I'm just hearing the economy. Uh, I'm you know you just talked about inflation. I'm hearing that all the time. The economy and inflation, which is interesting because that one is on the list, but it's number three. Only twelve percent were worried about the economy or recession. Are they back to just not having enough money again? It's it's essentially yeah, that little or no savings. Okay, was yep. the, was the big concern, mm-hmm. and that makes sense, right? It's kind of like a funnel. Right. The big thing is that if you don't have enough savings in the market, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. If it fluctuates, you don't have enough to to make it work anyway. And so I find uh, the the five on the list here. We have forty percent of people were concerned that they didn't have enough savings or they're underprepared. Twenty nine percent were again inflation. Twelve yep. percent was the economy recession or volatility in the market in general. Nine percent were about job issues like unemployment. Mm-hmm. And then 8% was that they essentially put themselves as low income. I think I get credit for two and three. So I, I kind of mentioned inflation and the economy in my answer. I'm just saying. Hey, wait you a minute. Partial credit got uh, Low income. <laughs> low income. Did they survey me? They must have surveyed me on the low income part. Boy, I tell you. I All remember. five of these are, are Gary's. Exactly. Thank you. By the way, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Colville, Matt Lieberger. With us each week at this time, I want to give you the phone numbers so you get on their calendar. Get yourself you know, a more uh, confident plan for retirement. The number is 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, standing by, ready to talk to you. Get on that calendar. Get yourself a smooth transition into retirement. All right, guys, uh, third question. Go ahead. All right, so the third question is over 1,000 Americans, but what was their biggest concern when it came to uh, their both their income flow in retirement and their ability to save? Income flow and ability save. Um, if it's ability save, it probably has to do with uh, their retirement savings plan, IRA, four hundred one k, anything like that. Yep, workplace retirement savings plan. Eighty four percent didn't feel that their workplace retirement plan had enough options or was uh, had enough match. Was robust it, enough? Was that was that number one? That was number two. Dang it! There's one that was eighty eight percent. It's been the boogeyman for years. What 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 would you think number one would be? Boogeyman, Social Security. Social Security. Yeah. Yep. Especially during, uh, you know, any uh, uh, time that we're electing any officials. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I mean, I always say when it comes to Social Security, everybody's concerned about it lasting. And there is a problem with Social Security, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, the government is horrible at math, but by 2032, <laughs> it's saying that they're going to be worth 70% of what its value is now. It's not going bankrupt, as some people have heard. The issue with Social Security, though, that I tend to find is that it's very politically driven. So if you have a Republican in office, then the Democrats will say, hey, they're going to cut your benefit. Yeah, they'll cut it, of course. And if then it, the other way? If the Democrats in office, then the Republicans are saying they're going to spend your benefit. Mm-hmm. So there's not, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. It doesn't, either side of that coin doesn't end up being a huge risk to a retired individual. But that was 88% of the concern with Social Security. Okay. Going down the list, uh, personal retirement savings or investments, 78%. Mm-hmm. So number two, again, was the 401ks or the employee-sponsored. Number three was them not being adequately investing in their IRAs. Sure. Uh, number four, 
is kind of going in, in hand in hand with that is what their personal savings level looks like. Mm-hmm. And so like emergency funds, that type of thing. Number five is uh, work for pay. So essentially how how much they're making sure. as, they're, as they're working through. So not having enough to even save because they're just making ends meet. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is the lack of a pension. Oh, yeah. Wait, do, do those exist anymore? <laughs> Depends on if you work for the government or not. <laughs> I think Gary's got a good pension here. I oh, just, no, not at all. He's the only one. <laughs> I've got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm with you guys each week. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Well, I thought you liked us. Oh, I do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, I, lo- I love doing the show. Absolutely. You want to squeeze one more in? Uh, one more question before we go? Uh, before we let's break? go one more question. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. So this one was a, a larger amount of people. So 2,500 working and retired Americans surveyed. Mm-hmm. The question is, who do they trust most with their finances? Oh, gosh. Is, is this who, who do they trust most or who should they trust most? <laughs> who do they trust most? <laughs> Oh, I'm, unfortunately, I, I want to say financial advisor. That's who they should. But uh, who do they trust? I'd probably say uh, like a, a, a friend. You know, it's 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 the uncle at the bar that has all that advice for you, right? Yeah, the, the crazy uncle. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm a, a teacher, a statistician when it comes to these things. There, there's nothing specifically that we position or that we sell. So I want to make sure that every client knows what they're investing in, why they're investing it, and what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And really what it comes down to is better answers. You know, there's a lot of financial advisors out there that push investments first. They'll say, these are the investments we need to do. Look at this great annuity or look at the stock pick and I'm going to be able to get you X percent return per year. And that's really backwards because when it comes to retirement, you need to first focus on your income. What is your income going to look like? How does that impact your taxes? What do we do when it comes to insurances and estate? All of that comes together to end up figuring out your overall investment strategy. So during the show, we always open up about 10 slots for clients to come in and, and complimentary review of where you are to get these better answers. We'll be able to determine how your portfolio can handle things like inflation, stock market volatility, taxation. Do you have enough saved for retirement? I mean, even a basic question of can you retire or how long can you last so you don't run out before you die? Now, for generally speaking, these plans work best for clients that have over three or $400,000, but we never turn away anybody that wants to sit down and really have a comprehensive review of where they currently are. So if you call in, you may get somebody live. You might have sent to voicemail. Depends on how many calls that are happening at that moment. If you're sent to voicemail, please just leave a message. We'll call you back as soon as we can. But we want to sit down completely complimentary to review these things and make sure that you're comfortable and confident in what your retirement might look like. The phone number is 877-249-6900. Now, I just heard that survey. Two out of three Americans surveyed think that a financial advisor is the person to go to to handle their finances. Well, it makes sense. Advice like this shows you how important it is to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Take advantage of this opportunity. Make sure you're on the right path. The path is based on your risk preference, your budget, and your goals. Ben and Matt are standing by the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, ready to talk to you. Get on their calendar, 877-249-6900. You deserve a more confident plan for retirement. Nothing changes till you pick up that phone, 877-249-6900. Nice job, Matt. I think you did, you did really well there. Congratulations. You, yeah, yeah. you passed. For, for, for anyone that I did not get the first, uh, the, the, the number one answer, I think they were trick questions. Yeah, they were. Very, saying. very trick questions. All right. We are going to take a short break. Be back with more of Ben and Matt and Soundpath for Retirement in just a moment. What's up next, guys? Yeah, well, if you're within five to 10 years of retirement, it's important to carefully review and adjust your financial plan to ensure a smooth transition into retirement. So when we come back, 
We've got some advice and considerations for individuals who are in this stage of their retirement planning. to the show. The show is Sound Path Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. There with Sound Path Retirement Strategies. I'd like to thank you for joining us Sunday morning, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. And we got our coffee going. We're all set, ready to dig into the second segment of the show. By the way, Matt, I think I would have gotten all of those right all the time, don't you think? Uh, I'm sure you would have. I'm sure you would have. <laughs> no, no, not would have happened. That definitely not would have happened. All right, so here it is. You're five to ten years away from retirement. We call it the retirement red zone. And you really want to review and adjust your financial plan because you really do want that smooth transition into retirement. You know, I talk about, you know, being on the plane, the turbulence, and hanging on to the, you know, the seat, white-knuckling it, the, the armor. <laughs> you don't want to do that. So I'm going to have you guys go through these things and uh, let our listeners know what's really, really important when you're in that retirement red zone, guys. Yeah, starting five to 10 years from retirement is so crucial. Um, uh, we, we, all, we, we work specifically with retirees, but also with those who are five to 10 years up to retirement. And meeting first, uh, that, that's just a great game plan in motion uh, when you're five to 10 years out leading up. And one of the first things we look at um, is, is really just assessing whatever retirement savings are there. So we're looking at the IRAs, the 401ks, you know, other investment accounts. And uh, sometimes we, Ben and I make jokes that you know, our job is emptying the junk drawer from, from the kitchen of, of you know, I don't know if you grew up with a junk drawer, Gary. Oh, uh, yeah. I did. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I swear I could find any battery for you that you need, but it's only half charged. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know. find it. Or screwdriver. Yes. Or, or screwdriver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, with retirement, people come and, and sometimes they haven't assessed uh, their retirement vehicles in a long time. So you kind of take the junk drawer out and you dump it and they think, well, actually, I've got two IRAs. I've got a Roth. I think there's a 401k I forgot about at one of my previous jobs. And we, we start to, to assess what they have. And, uh, and then that gives us a goal to, to look forward for the next five to 10 years to make sure that we can get to a place where, you know, they can estimate a projected retirement income that, that, that suits their goals. Right. You know, one thing that goes hand in hand with this, though, is, is developing a retirement budget as well. Mm -hmm. And so first thing, of course, is assessing where you're at. And the second thing is figuring out what do you need? And there's really two numbers to figure out here. First is the what do you need and then the what do you want. And, and hopefully you can make it to the need. And then the mm -hmm. want is where you're you're going on your trips and doing the things that you that you really want to do. You know, I had a client come in a couple of weeks ago and they were saying, yeah, their retirement's been fine. They've been retired for a year or so. I said, OK, great. You know, how much are you spending? And they gave me the number. And I take a look at what their overall investment strategy is. And I'm going, hmm. This, this doesn't seem to really match with what their spend is. They're spending more than what really would be uh, for their drawdown. And they said, oh, well, yeah, this will be fine for what we need and, and how we need to structure it. And I said, well, okay, well, how, do you, how do you budget? And they looked at me and go, what, <laughs> what, is what do you mean? <laughs> but, I mean, we just use what we need to use. And I go, okay, we need to kind of fundamentally come back to a plan here. We need to figure out what do you actually need? You know, do you need to have you know, 80 different TV subscriptions type of thing. Uh, and what do you want? And then match what your investment strategy can look like. Uh, one of the biggest fears that clients have is running out of money before they die. Mm -hmm. And the way you avoid that is through proper planning. And part of that is unfortunately developing that, 
that budget, that four letter word, especially if you've done well for your entire career, it's sometimes difficult to, to create that budget, but it is crucial. Yeah. Well, and then if once, you know, once they create that budget and they're, they're planning for retirement, the actual portfolio needs to change in the last five to 10 years as well. And that's something some people have been throwing money at a high risk, high growth, you know, 401k in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, when they get close to retirement, we begin to, to start to diversify and we're looking at asset allocations, right? So, um, you have to start to consider your risk. Uh, anyone who was about to retire this year and live through 2022 and hadn't diversified before that was, was in a lot of trouble this year. Yeah. And, and it was a scary place. So one thing we begin to look at at the five to 10 year mark out from retirement is we really look to, to re rebalance our asset allocations and diversify based on risk and based on what we're trying to accomplish. Well, and diversification means something a little bit different in retirement. It's not just about diversifying risk away. You know, diversification in 20, when you're 20 years old is international and domestic and all mm -hmm. that. Diversification when you're retirement means diversification for risk, but also for purpose. Yeah. You know, sometimes this money is going to be used sooner than other monies. And so you need to make sure you're diversifying for that short-term need as opposed to just the long-term, you know, volatility management. Absolutely. You know, you guys talk about need and want. It brings me to those great philosophers, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you'll get what you need. There you go. <laughs> what year was that song? I want to look that up. Uh, I, well, 2004. There you go. Mick Jagger, <laughs> the Rolling Stones. You can't always get what you want. All right. Uh, also, uh, before we get back to the show, I want to remind everybody, this is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, with me, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger, with us each week at this time, 97.3 Cairo News Radio. They're with Retirement Sound Path Retirement Strategies. Let me give you the phone number. Get on their calendar while you're listening to the show here. You can uh, punch those numbers into your cell phone and get yourself set for a secure, more confident plan for retirement, stress-free, because that's what everybody wants. 877-249-6900, uh, 877-249-6900. And we're going through what you need to do when you're five to 10 years out from retirement, give you some great tips to help you uh, smooth uh, that retirement uh, right into retirement. What else you got, guys, for us? Well, one thing I was just thinking about was uh, some clients don't realize what impact maximizing your retirement contributions look like. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is like 401ks, uh, employer-sponsored retirement vehicles. Maximizing that, when you get over age 50, you can actually do what's called catch-up contributions and contribute more to your retirement vehicles. And especially if there's a match, that can be the most influential part of making this number work. And there was also something that changed last year with Secure Act 2.0, where you can actually have your employer match now on Roth contributions. Back before, if you had a Roth 401k, your employer would always match on just IRA portion of it, but now they can match on the Roth portion of it. So that puts another uh, potential tool in your tool belt. Yeah, I, I'm always surprised too. I've met with people even recently, about a week, week and a half ago, where somebody's asking what they should be putting their money into leading up to retirement. I realized they weren't even maxing out the 401k to get the full ma uh, the full match. Well, that's just free money. It's free money. Yeah. Right. Um, something else to consider as well when you're trying to do a smooth transition. And this this is a discussion we, we often have when you're five to 10 years out from re retirement. And that is just a claiming strategy for Social Security. When do I claim? And everyone's got an idea, right? Uh, I think, Ben, you've talked about the crazy uncle, you know, claim, claim it at 62 always because it's, you know, 
It's going away. It's going away. You know, get that government cheese. Um, and 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 fine. Yeah, you can claim from sixty two. You can do full retirement age, which is sixty six or sixty seven, based on when you were born. Or you can even delay up to seventy. Um, but having a strategy matters. And there's certain things that we look at that some people just don't think about. Is is it better to do Social Security on your own merits, or is it better to do a spousal uh, benefit? Uh, even a survivor benefit are, you know, th these are, these are things we want to look at and just start to plan so that we understand a timeline of when you want to retire and, and, and what you're going to pull on. You know, and how social security plays a role into that. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of goes hand in hand with healthcare too, mm -hmm. and especially early retirement. Healthcare can be a very expensive cost. I mean, if you're retiring before Medicare kicks in at 65, you could be charged a thousand dollars per month per person. Yeah. Now when Medicare comes in, you'll be a lot less, but that's just premiums. And so that doesn't mean that you shouldn't retire early if you have the ability to. It just means you might need to front load a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then that way, if you drop it once Medicare comes in, net to the premiums that you pay different, the difference between the premiums, mm -hmm. then you can have the same spendable amount of power and have it step up just fine as you get through retirement. Yeah. Well, and and, and I'll, I'll, I'll finish it with this, just uh, another thought on my mind. And, and we, we talk about this every week. This is why we're here. And it's, it's simple. It's seeking professional financial advice. Um. I mean, consider working with a qualified financial professional. We, we, we specify a few things. Number one, make sure they are fiduciary. Uh, find somebody who can only act in a fiduciary manner for you. Somebody who has to have your best interest, interest in mind all the time. Not that your best interest comes first and theirs is a close second. No, it's just that your best interest is there. And find somebody who's independent, who doesn't have a, you know, a pony in the, in the race, uh, can sell anything, can place anything, and can look out for your best interest. So if, if what we're talking about has struck a chord with you and you want to be certain that you're on the right path with your own plan, give Ben and I a call. We keep a few openings on our calendar every week. We try to keep 10 openings. I don't know how many people have called already, but um, we don't turn anyone away who wants to come take a look at things. If you call now, and you book a time with us, we're going to give you a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. That'll give you a good insight into uh, our philosophy here and, and uh, the way we think. When we sit down, I'll tell you, we've got a lot of experience with serving the community. And we found that a lot of folks don't have a true understanding of three things. They don't know how much they're paying in fees and commissions for their plan right now. Uh, and we'll take a look at that. They don't often uh, know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest egg. And so that's why we're gonna, we talked about diversification here earlier. We'll look at that. And they don't understand the tax implications of their retirement savings. So these are all things we'll discuss when you give us a call. Call us, come on in, sit down. We look forward to talking with you. You know, Matt, really interesting. You talk about being independent, and I like to call it conflict-free, which that means that nobody is looking over your shoulder, breathing down your neck to tell you what products to sell. You're completely independent. And also being a fiduciary by law, I have to have the best interests of their clients. That's why you need to go see uh, Ben and Matt. I want to give you the phone number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. Our goal at the show here is help you make the best decision. Any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, get a hold of Ben and Matt, SoundPath Retirement Strategies. They're standing by ready to talk to you, 877-249-6900, because you deserve a more secure, confident plan for retirement. It all starts by picking up the phone Sunday morning, you're sitting around, having a little coffee, relaxing. Maybe you can, you know, punch those numbers in right now. 877-249-6900. We are going to take a short break. Back with more Sound Path for Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's up, Ben? 
So you might have a 401k, and that's good. But when we come back, we're going to dig into why having a Roth IRA to complement it might be just what the retirement doctor ordered. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. Back with us to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger with us each week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Thank you for joining us. You know, uh, we really shouldn't play the stuff between the breaks here on the radio because it gets a little crazy. I was just telling the guys that I still have my government cheese. It's a little moldy, but <laughs> you know, just cut, slice up. The mold, it's okay, yeah. right? Yeah, you're not allowed to bring that in for breakfast. Ever. Oh, okay, yeah. no more. Okay, well, <laughs> no more cheese in our eggs for breakfast. Okay, so you already have a 401k, and the Roth IRA may seem like an unnecessary addition to your retirement. Now, you could be surprised to learn four Roth IRA features that will improve your financial flexibility. Now, you know I am naturally a curious person, guys, so I always thought that Roth was an acronym or something. So, you know, last week when I was getting ready for the show the other day, I looked up Roth, and I now you guys, I'm sure you know this. The guy who helped develop this was a senator from Delaware, and it was William Roth back in the 70s. So, uh, Mr. Roth, your name is now forever in perpetuity yep. by uh, using by having a Roth. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, that's yep, that's, yep. that's about right. Yep. Yeah, William Roth. Well, and, and Roths are great accounts for those that aren't familiar with them. They do three things that we love. They grow tax-free, they come back to you tax-free, and they go to beneficiaries tax-free. And so the only qualification is that you have to pay the taxes to get the money into the Roth originally. And there's two ways to get money into a Roth. The first way is through contributions. Mm -hmm. So that is if you have a an employer that has a Roth 401k option, which a few of them do, and it's getting more and more as time goes on. Uh, then in the Roth 401k, there's no income limit. You can put as much as is the limit of a regular 401k into that Roth any year. doesn't matter if you make $3 million or $3,000. The second way you contribute into a Roth is through a Roth IRA. And so this is where you, as long as you are under a certain income limit, depending on if you're single or married, you can contribute money into a Roth. It is a non-tax deductible contribution. So it means that you are paying taxes on that money before it gets into that IRA tax-free and comes back tax-free. Uh, as the kind of groundwork is there, some of the, the key flexibility points of a Roth is number one, you can access your contributions. Since it was non-tax deductible, when you put the money in, if you put you know $10,000 into a Roth IRA and you need money for whatever purpose, you can take that $10,000 back out and the amount that it's grown will stay in that Roth. And so you can still kind of take out that contribution limit. Now, you probably don't want to because then you're sacrificing the compounding effect of a tax-free vehicle or tax-free investment. But it is something that would be available for you if necessary. Yeah, and, and once retired, of course, and you, that's when those tax-free withdrawals have all kinds of benefits, right? Yeah. So you, know, you, you, you withdraw that tax-free, and you know, it's a huge advantage, especially when you don't know certain things about the future. If you don't know what the government's going to do, are they going to raise taxes in the future, right? Well, if you're pulling from your Roth, they, you know, they, they can have a heyday and raise taxes all they want. If you're pulling the tax-free deduction, the peace of mind that that offers, it's, 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 it's great. And it's really good for budgeting, for living expenses uh, in retirement as well. So 
Yeah, Roths can never be uh, overstated how how wonderful they can be as a part of a holistic portfolio. Right. Well, and they also don't affect what your taxation is going to be on Social Security. Mm-hmm. This is another kind of interesting note that a lot of people don't realize is that Social Security is taxable. A lot of people do know that. Up to 85% of it is taxable. But if you're taking Roth uh, contributions out and you're using that for your income, it doesn't go against what your Social Security will be taxed at. So you could actually have a dual effect where your vehicle is tax-free on the growth and you also pay less taxes from a social security draw as a result of it. Yeah. Well, uh, one thing too that a lot of people think of when when they think of any retirement account, whether it's a 401k, IRA, you name it, 457, is, you know, RMDs, right? Required minimum distributions. This can really frustrate some people if they have a budget going and they find out uh, they have to in the 70s, uh, at, at this point, it's now 73 or, or, or older. Mm-hmm. You have to take required minimum distributions out of many uh, retirement accounts. And that's a forced taxable event. But with Roth, there are no RMDs. So if RMDs you know, frustrate you when you think about the future and your planning, uh, Roth's a great one for that. Um, but you've already paid your taxes on it, so you're, you're not forced to take it out. That's really what an RMD is, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The government's gone a long time. And hasn't gotten any money, you know, any tax on that money. So, 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 so they want it. Right. But with with the Roths, they've already got that. So you got the option of leaving your money in your Roth. You can build your inheritance on a tax deferred basis. Um, and, and Roth is something where Ben mentioned it grows tax free, comes back to you tax free. I think he mentioned it earlier. It also goes to your beneficiaries tax free. Mm-hmm. So if it's something where you don't take your RMDs and you know, and your money outlives your life. Uh, then this is also a blessing to the people that uh, that you leave behind. So wait a minute, guys. You're telling me the government can't double dip? You pay the tax. They don't want the tax. They won't get you a second time just once. <laughs> is that right? On the on the RMDs? They got- currently, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, currently, I hope. <laughs> yes. Did, did I see you knock knocking on wood right before you said that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I I did. Hey, guys. Also, I yeah. want to go back to Social Security for a minute. So the the withdrawals from your Roth on uh, so the effect of Social Security. So let's say you withdraw a certain amount of money from your Roth. It it won't affect your tax on Social Security, but it, it also wouldn't put you in a higher tax bracket. It doesn't count against your overall income that year. Right. How does that work? Right. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's all tax free when it comes back to you. Wow. So it, it can hedge a lot of a lot of issues, taxation. Rising. Right. Do you find I mean, have Roths gotten more popular over the last several years? And because a lot of people, you know, the average guy on the street may not understand Roth or how it works. Well, I find they become more and less popular. And it depends, you know, we'll, we'll go through a strategy in a second of when to take Roth, how right. to take Roth. Right. I want to go into some, some details of that. Sure. Okay. I want to remind everybody, good, a uh, good place to pause. Uh, this is sound path to retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan with me, Matt, um, Ben, uh, what's your name? Uh, Ben Koval and Matt Lieberger. I know these guys really well. <laughs> me no each- more donuts for you. <laughs> yeah. No more donuts for me. Uh, with us each week at this time. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo news radio. Now I do, all seriousness, you really need to get on their calendar because things we discuss each week are the things that you you want to know about because these are things vitally important to get yourself a you know smooth transition into retirement. It's not a do-it-yourself situation. We talk about it all the time because it's too complicated, and if you make some mistakes, it could really, really be costly. And again, Matt and Ben, they're fiduciaries by law. They have to have the best interest of you, uh, the client. So you know you're, you're safe and secure when you deal with Ben and Matt. 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. And there, of course, with Soundpath Retirement Strategies. Thank you for joining us again Sunday morning, 97.3.
Cairo News Radio. All right, let's continue our conversation with Roth, uh, Ben, and Matt. What else you got for me in the remaining minutes of the segment? Yeah, so I want to focus on what is some of the more common strategies that advisors, I call them one-size-fits-all advisors, will use for how they structure a Roth conversion. So we mentioned how you could have a couple of ways you get money to a Roth. Contribution is while you have earned income. But what if you're retired and you want to have this hedge? How do you end up con- converting money in a, an efficient way to get it into a Roth? A lot of times I find that the advice that's given is along the lines of a headroom strategy, meaning if you go to an advisor and say, hey, I want to do a Roth conversion, a lot of times these advisors punt that question first off. They'll say, well, that sounds like a CPA thing. Why don't you go talk to your CPA and, and you know let them do it? You go to your CPA and your CPA will say, well, that involves entirely what your investments are in. Go talk to your advisor. And so these professionals keep punting to each other. But truthfully, it's the advisor that should know the specifics of your plan, what you're drawing, and what the taxation is of that draw. It's your CPA who actually does the work. You know, So the way to look at it is the advisor is the quarterback, and the uh, the CPA is Marshawn Lynch at the goal line, where we should have handed it off. <laughs> yeah, right? really. Uh, <laughs> so you're, you're going to bring that up? Well, I, I'm going to – it's always going to be a dark spot in my life. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and, and then the Kraken had a good run, but that, that's also, I wish we would have gone a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, and so the advisor will then come back and say, okay, well, let's take a look at your headroom. You know, how much do you have until you're up into the next tax bracket? You might be $50,000 away from the 24% bracket. So they'll say, let's convert $50,000 into Roth. The issue I have with this is that you're converting at 22% arbitrarily. You're contributing because of uh, where you happen to fall on the tax bracket in that year. How do you know if that's going to make financial sense for you? If you haven't done the math on how that same dollar was anticipated to be drawn out in the future and what the tax rate is of that future draw or the expectation is, then you can't know. You're, you're guessing. You're guessing too much. And so if you've mapped out an income plan with diversified sources, laddered strategies, and time horizons, then you should have a pretty good understanding of what your tax status is going to look like in 10 to 15 years. And if you also assume that your tax rates are going to be low as they are right now in 10 to 15 years, if we can create a tax strategy with Roth conversions that makes sense to where if tax rates stay low, you're still benefiting in the future, then it means that when tax rates inevitably go up, which they will, then you will be significantly better served by that Roth conversion. And so it's a lot more detailed approach when it comes to taxes to be able to sit down and go, okay, well, how's your income draw? What's it looking like? What's the taxation of it? And how do we complement it through Roth conversions? And that's really what we focus on. You know, we, Matt and I are only retirement fiduciaries. We don't talk to anybody that's 20, 30s, and 40s. Not that we won't talk to you. We, we like it just <laughs> fine. Uh, but we are mostly focused on people that are hitting that age of retirement that need to answer these questions on how to use their assets more effectively. And so we, I know we mentioned this before, but we leave a couple spots open for clients to come in for a completely complimentary meeting. And in this scenario, we'll sit down to, to talk about what your tax strategy looks like. How are you currently set up with your investments and your taxes? What are some of the pitfalls you have? And how could you create an effective strategy for you to minimize the impact of taxation during your lifetime and potentially even during the lifetime of your, benef- of your beneficiaries? Sometimes clients tell me that they don't care what the taxation is of their beneficiaries because it's more money than they ever got. So whatever, pay your taxes and move on. But for other people, it's more about limiting the last chunk of flesh the federal government can take from you. And so whatever your strategy is, there needs to be a comprehensive plan to review that. We'll sit down, completely complimentary, and review that with you. 
And for coming in, we'll also give you a copy of my book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success, that can help you give a good baseline on some of these questions answered before our meeting. Now, again, if you're calling and you get yourself to voicemail, it's okay. It means that people are on the line or whatever the case might be. Leave a message. We'll shoot you a call back. We'll get back in contact with you and get you on the calendar. All right. The number is 877-249-6900. Great advice, Ben. 877-249-6900. Your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember... The consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation, 877-249-6900, because you deserve a more confident plan for retirement, stress-free. You want a smooth path into retirement, all right? 97.3 Cairo News Radio, thank you for joining us. We're with Ben and Matt. They're going to be back in a moment, but uh, what is coming up next? Well, it's time once again for questions from our listeners, so that and more when we come back. back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me like they are every week at this time, Ben Koval, Matt Lieberger. They're with Sound Path Retirement Strategies. I'd like to thank you for joining us. 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Good to be with you on a Sunday morning. A little bit about Ben and Matt. If you're just joining us, over 10 years of experience, they have fiduciaries. I mentioned that earlier because it is vitally important when you are looking for a financial advisor because they have to have the best interest by law and they do that every single day when they meet with you and all the things we discuss on the show are the things that i know you guys listening today want to know about because these things are vitally important to you whether you're already retired or maybe in that retirement red zone we talk about you want to know about tax minimization strategies you want to know about long-term care you want to know about asset protection wealth accumulation and so much more and that's what we discuss each week and that's why you need to get on the calendar with ben and matt we'll give you the phone number in just a couple of minutes. All right. Favorite part of the show for the guys. Let's go to Felix in Newcastle. I'm 64, getting retired in one year. All right, you guys have to go to the whiteboard because a lot of numbers here. You ready? Here we go. A lot of numbers <laughs> in this question. I owe approximately right. $165,000 on my house. No other debt. All right, that's the first one. I have close to 850000 in retirement, 2200 a month from my pension, approximately 2300 a month from Social Security benefits, and you'll love this one, 300 bucks a month from my ex-wife's pension. I also drive an Uber, <laughs> approximately 1500 a month. Does it make sense to pay off my house at the time I retire? First of all, guys, you now have an Uber driver, a friend in uh, Felix. So if you need a lift, uh, not an Uber, <laughs> not a lift, you go, go get a hold of Felix. So seriously, what do we have? I, I, Felix? I think Felix needs to pick us up for some breakfast Oh yeah, uh, later. I'm just saying. Let's yeah, do that. Know, okay, so, I'm, so I'm, all, I'm all in. Go ahead, guys. What do you got? Uh, all right. Felix, we'll see if I have all these numbers down. But, uh, I mean, really, at the end, it it sounds like you're just asking about paying off your house when you retire. And, and a couple things. Congrats on having some good uh, cash flow uh, plan for retirement. We talked before about cash flow being king, and and, and that's huge. Um, uh, you know, I think you said you had 165000 on your house and no other debt. So so two things. One, Good job on not having any other debt. That that unsecured debt with high fees for credit cards, high interest rates, that is bad debt. However, a home, depending on what your interest rate is, but you know, if if I made an assumption and assumed you re, you know refied in the last couple of years when most everyone else did and, and interest rates were low, I'm going to assume you have a decent interest rate on that house. And for that mortgage, 
it, it, I'd be hard pressed to advise you to pay off that house before you retired. If you had 165,000, you could dump down on it right now, or you could invest that. The Delta difference, the arbitrage, you know, you can earn a lot more on investing that and creating those cash flows and that stability for yourself in retirement um, by investing it rather than paying down the debt. So uh, I, I think that's good debt to have. Uh, unless you tell me you haven't refied, in, you know, in a decade, and you've got a nine percent, you know, twelve percent interest rate on your house, yeah, I, I well, think that's okay. That those rates would have been back in the seventies. I mean, <laughs> even if you didn't refi from twenty years ago, he's still going to be fine. I mean, you're going to see an interest rate of maybe four percent. Yeah, my, my my first home, it wasn't in the seventies, and I was still up at nine percent. <laughs> but well, I, I, I was young and didn't have credit. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a credit issue. Yeah, more yeah. Than yeah. I'm old yeah. and don't have credit, so it's okay. And by the way, you know, <laughs> I mean, another factor to keep in mind here with Felix is that if you have eight hundred fifty thousand in retirement savings, he didn't specify this was IRA or non qualified, but if yeah. it's an IRA. Then to pay one hundred sixty-five thousand of a house, you're not drawing one hundred sixty-five thousand from your retirement assets. You're drawing significantly more to pay the taxes of that draw. Yeah, and it puts you into higher Medicare premiums. So it's very likely that this is not going to be a good decision for you to pay off that house in a lump sum. Uh, not only just financially itself, but also for unintended consequences. So I'd agree with Matt. Just to keep the house, that's a good debt to have. Yeah, you know, not specifically about Felix, but we've talked about in the past shows that uh, paying every debt sometimes is an emotional decision that you yeah. just don't want to have that payment. And, and at yeah. that point, you know, by law, you guys have to give him the best information. But at the end of the day, if something he wants to do because it's it's an emotional decision, then obviously you got to roll with it. All right. Thank you, Felix. Get a hold of the guys. I'll give you the number in a minute. Uh, George, in North Bend, I have a pension that kicks in at 57. I'm 55 now. I have a 457 deferred compensation plan I contribute to. My question is, would it be a good idea to contribute to Roth as well? Having tax-free money later on sounds like a good idea. Well, George, we just covered this. So uh, what do you have for George? Uh, yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I like to see clients with three different buckets of money. Uh, one bucket is 401k IRA, so tax deferred. One bucket, which is non-qualified, so capital gain exposed. And one bucket that's tax-free. If you are entering into retirement and you're missing one of those buckets, it's probably something you should shore up. Now, being 57, you're going to have some restrictions on IRA draws if you're retiring. Not sure what your retirement plan is, but you should look into if your employer has a 401k Roth component to it. Most employer or many employers in the area do, and it can fit into a, a really good way to structure a lot of money into a tax-free vehicle in a short period of time. All right, good advice. All right, let me give you the phone number here. It is standing by for the phone number, 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, with me, Ben Colwell, Latin Lieberger, with us each week at this time. I want to thank you for joining us, spending part of your Sunday morning with us, 97.3 Cairo News Radio, and you deserve a more confident plan for retirement. It all starts by Picking up that phone, 877-249-6900. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies, stand by. Get you on that calendar. All right, let's get to Eleanor in Snoqualmie. My husband and I bought a rental property in a resort area on a short sale in 2008 for $200,000. You guys ready for this? It now can sell for $950,000. <laughs> my wow. husband, yeah, yeah, my husband yeah. is late 60s, wants to retire. Uh, after following the show for some time, I think we should sell it and invest the proceeds in annuity so we can use the interest to help fund our retirement. Good idea or bad idea? 
Well, you got capital gains tax on that, but boy, they're really a way ahead of the way ahead of everything. Seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar profit, right? Yeah, I'm I'm over here shuddering in the corner a little <laughs> bit, just remembering of the homes I had in two thousand eight and two thousand nine <laughs> no. uh, as they as they dove down. So so great job on picking something up on our short sale for two hundred thousand. It sells for almost a million. Wow. Yep. Um, you know, there's a couple things I I would look at in here for Eleanor and. And one is, you know, we made jokes about Felix a couple questions ago, giving us, you know, so many numbers we, we needed to, to write it down on a whiteboard. I would like a little more information from Eleanor on this. Um, the, you're talking about selling and investing the proceeds in an annuity. And first of all, it's a good time to, you know, let's talk about the A word for a second, right? Uh, some people are very emotional when, when the word annuity comes up. And not all annuities are created equal. There are some that are wonderful uh, tools in retirement and some that I wouldn't offer to my worst enemy. Right. So so these are things that that, that absolutely might play a role in your portfolio. But I, I don't know anything else about Eleanor about your financial uh, situation. What other funds do you have? We want to look at for cash flow. How much income could come from renting your property out? So there's a few other variables I'd like to know. It's not necessarily a bad idea. It's something, and I, I know this is the cop-out answer. It's something where I'd want to sit down and, and ask a few more questions and, and see what the right, right move would be for well, you. And yeah. the thing with this one is that it's already a cash flow generator, right? So you, yeah. you have it as a rental. And it's in a resort area, right? Yeah. So it seems like it'd probably be some high demand. Really, it comes to dollars and cents. Well, there's there's a couple of ways. You know, Gary mentioned earlier about the emotional decision point of paying off a mortgage. Mm-hmm. There's also an emotional component with holding real estate. Sometimes people feel that it's safer. And it's not that it's safer. It's that it's less liquid. So you don't see the decline. You know, mm-hmm. the 2008s, if you hold it, you're fine. Well, guess what? In the stock market, if you held it through 2008, you're fine. Mm-hmm. And so it has the same fluctuations. It's just less liquid than a stock account. Now, when it comes to the the rental side of things, I tend to find that sometimes clients get to the point where they are sick and tired of being landlords. Yeah, It's just a pain, cost, all of that, maintenance. And so sometimes it just decide, I, I don't want to be this anymore. I, I don't care what the dollars and cents are. Let's take the proceeds and let's do something else with it. But if we're talking about 700 something thousand dollars worth of gain, capital gain, that you're going to have to pay on it, your net proceeds are going to be quite a bit less, depending on what you owe as well. Uh, and then you'll need to really play on if the cash flow makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. And this is really where it comes down to: there's not really good or bad decision points. You know, I say this multiple times, except for the Eurasian mines off the coast of Peru, which are not <laughs> not great investment choices by and large. But uh, for the most part, when we're talking about these decisions, it's all about what are you trying to achieve, what trade-offs or what pros and cons do you want to have. Uh, in your retirement and then build your portfolio around it. So it might be a scenario where it doesn't make sense for you to sell this. It makes sense for you to keep it and have it a rental income unless again, you're sick and tired of that rental. Yeah. So there is probably a little bit more information involved here, but it's a good spot to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, I sold my house in Maple Valley, 2007. I got out right, right one year before the, the whole right. mess. All right. You want to tackle Lucky. one more question? we got about a minute or two left real quick here. Yeah. Okay. Let's do one more. Yeah. Josephine in Port Angeles, uh, I plan to start taking my Social Security benefit at 63, the estimated monthly benefit, 2300 per month. If I stop working at 60 but still take my benefits at 63, would I receive the 2300 or would it be reduced? In other words, Social Security contingent on working up to the point you apply for benefits. That's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. Uh, and essentially how Social Security works, how they calculate it, is based off of what 
your 35 years of experience is um, and how much you put into social security during those 35 top years. So if you've worked for 50 years, then it's only the top 35 that they look at. And they end up giving you those formulas based on the assumption that you're going to be making as much as you made last year all the way until full retirement age. So it depends on if you have 50 years of work experience and that you're making less than you were previously, then no, it won't impact it. But if you are making more and you don't have that 35 years already, then it probably will go down a little bit. So keep that in mind as you end up planning around Social Security benefit. Yeah, that's good. You know, this I think this is a good time to open up the phone lines as well. Um, but all, all, all day today, we've been talking about uh, people five to 10 years from retirement and those in retirement. So if you're five to 10 years away from retiring or you've just retired, I think it's a good time to take a look at what you have and see what risks you might be facing. Let's look inside your portfolio. So one thing we offer is a risk assessment. Uh, ben and I, we show the stress of your portfolio, uh, where it can be uh, really un under some some water if, if unpredictable times can happen, such as what we've kind of gone through. We have rising inflation. We have interest rates skyrocketing. So keep in mind that our strategies tend to work best for those with a million dollars uh, or more in their retirement, but we never turn anyone away who wants to sit down and take a good look at what they have. So for the next 10 callers um, who call in, I don't know how many spots are left, but we always leave 10 open. Give us a call. We'll prepare a risk assessment for you. Take a look at what you have, and we'll do this completely free of charge. We'll sit down, have some straight talk, and let's start to make a plan as you go into retirement. All right. The number is 877-249-6900. First step, sit down with a financial coach. Something we talk about resonates with you, and you feel the need to get that second opinion or want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, a very important risk tolerance we talk about. Just get a hold of Ben and Matt. They're ready to talk to you. 877-249-6900. The folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are waiting for your phone call, 877-249-6900, because nothing happens to you pick up that phone. You deserve a more confident plan for retirement. That's why you're listening. I know retirement can be very stressful, and it is certainly not a do-it-yourself situation. It's too important and too complicated for you, and it could cost you lots and lots of money if you don't do it right. 877-249-6900. Get a hold of Ben and Matt. Wow, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We hope you found the information we presented helpful. And we look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics, not new questions, too, right here on Sound Path to Retirement. Guys, I, I got my phone. Felix is out there, ready to take us to breakfast, yeah. okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Come on over, Felix. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Uber. I enjoyed the show. Uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.